Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually, these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Welcome back to season three, our apostolic music season. I am so excited about my conversation today. Before we get to the guests, just a quick reminder that we love continuing the conversation after the episode ends over on social media. If you're interested in chatting about anything you hear, come find us, we'd love to connect with you. Today's guests are Nathan and Rachel French, a married couple doing ministry and music together as the duo, Nathan and Rachel. They sat down to chat about some of the realities of being in ministry, like time management strategies, fighting FOMO, the fear of missing out, and setting boundaries around their calendar. We also talk about what it means to feel called to music ministry, the importance of being in the moment wherever God puts us, and we get the story behind their encouraging song, You Will Take Care. This felt like a conversation with friends, my very favorite kind, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's go. Here's Nathan and Rachel. Nathan and Rachel French, welcome to Good Question. Hey, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yes, We're thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to meet you guys. Um, so this this whole season that we're doing on apostolic music is in large part due to our friends, Ricky and Jessica Simpson. And he is the one who has given us a lot of the um, oh, yes. inspiration for this podcast season. And so he told me when we were first having our, our sit down where he was telling me all of his ideas, he said, you have to meet Nathan and Rachel. He said, I, they are the, he said, they're the sweetest people and you would love them. And I just need you guys to know each other. And so I've been excited to meet uh, a friend of a friend. Uh, <laughs> we loved getting to go on tour with, with Ricky and just getting to know him. Uh, man, what, such an incredible guy. So what, a, what an amazing connection. Yeah. I'll just let you guys start us off with introductions, however you want to go about it. Um, just tell us a little bit about who you guys are. Sure. So um, I'll introduce you. Do you want to do this separately or you want to do it together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You go <laughs> okay. first. Then. So I'm Nathan French. <laughs> you know, we're a husband and wife ministry. So we're always like, do you want to talk first? You yeah. want me to talk? Sometimes we forget that we are actually separate people. <laughs> right. Right. And at one point, we separate <laughs> right, right. Which is such a gift. Um, okay, so uh, I'm Nathan French. I'm 30 years old. Um, we have two boys named Judah and Ezra. Judah is four and Ezra is two. Uh, we've been married for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I serve as the youth pastor and music director at Apostolic Tabernacle in Jonesboro, Georgia. Also serve as the Georgia District Youth Secretary and we are Apostolic Recording Artists. Um, we get the privilege and opportunity to record at Vanquish Studios uh, and have been able to to work with some other studios as well with friends and just love being a part of the apostolic music uh, community. We've been releasing music uh, since when, what was the first year? 2017. We've been recording since yeah. 2016. We released our first uh, professional project in 2017. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this for five years now and just, just loving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's been that's been a fun journey, and that's kind of the um, that's been the current you know update of of just who we are as far as what our life has been like since we've been married and since we've been um, in Jonesboro and uh, in our church and it's just been a really awesome journey. Before that, um, as far as our a little bit of our background, Nathan grew up in Indianapolis, and I grew up in in Georgia. And so I'm born and raised right, basically right where we live. And that's been really cool. I I love that. I love that 
I um, I know my state. I know my district. <laughs> I I love it so much. And Nathan loves Georgia so much. I know it sounds like I'm speaking for him, but I'm so <laughs> thankful that God has orchestrated our lives to be that way because um, this is home for us. And I'm so thankful for that. I love that. Um, I grew up in a pastor's home. I went to a local state college, um, not far from where we live now, called Gordon State College. And that is actually how I got to know Nathan. Um, was I started a campus ministry on, on campus uh, at Gordon. And uh, it was a couple of years after Nathan moved to Georgia that we were able to connect and he came to our campus ministry sessions and brought his guitar and he led worship um, every week. He'd come straight from work in a suit. He worked at a bank and he'd, he'd come <laughs> with his suit. He'd be walking across campus in a suit with his guitar case um, and he would lead worship. And, you know, that this is a whole different um, story, but that um, that is an interesting background because I feel like that was kind of the start of my confidence building because mm-hmm. I felt like I was pretty brave. I was pretty extroverted and I I was all in. I wanted everybody to know about the Lord, but I was also terrified um, of being judged mm-hmm. <laughs> by other people or, or coming across as weird. I cared way too much what people thought of me. And um, and when Nathan came in, his confidence and his perspective on life changed my view. And I feel like that's such a special part of my story personally, because um, this is a little bit of a funny uh, rabbit trail, but it's part of it. Um, <laughs> one time he came and we were in the student center and there was a tutoring center right above us where we were having our Bible study that night. And Nathan was playing and and singing a worship song. And this is so embarrassing, but like I said, it's part of the story. But I definitely looked at him and said, could you sing a little softer? And my thoughts thoughts were, I don't want to disturb the tutoring sessions upstairs. You know, I know that's a really stressful time, stressful season. But that moment convicted me so strongly because nobody else seemed to be concerned about it, only Mm -hmm. me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I felt like God used that moment to start changing my perspective on things and building my confidence. And so that's been a big part of how I've approached music ministry over the last eight years of of our lives is having to learn that you can worship God you know, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, and people need you to be bold in your worship and your mm. praise. Anyway, that's the long story. I kind of <laughs> rabbit trailed on that one of background, but that's us. <laughs> the last thing about us, Rachel got her degree in psychology from Gordon State, and I graduated with my degree in religion through Liberty University. So that's a little bit of our background. We could say a lot more, but that's that's kind of the quick story there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I love that. I think, Rachel, that's such a good um, a good insight. You know, I think in, in, in a lot of um, areas of our lives and our ministries, we kind of have to learn how to get over ourselves. And, <laughs> and I think having people in our lives, whether it's a spouse or... Um, a friend or, you know, a mentor or someone who can help us to realize, like, I'm worried about the wrong things. I'm focused on the wrong things. And I think that's, I think that's great. I love that. I like that story a lot. So how many years have you guys been married? Seven. This August will be eight. Wow. Okay. Nice. Well, tell me about how you each got involved with music. So were you, uh, did you guys sing in church as kids? Did it come along as, you know, later in life? How did that all come about? Sure. So I will say this. We are both church kids. We were both raised in church, so we grew up on the pew. Mm -hmm. Um, I did grow up singing in church. However, um, I was very shy, and I did sing quite a bit as as a child. But I remember when I became uh, a little bit older, like 10, 11 years old, I got very shy to sing in front of people. And so for me— one what I consider one of the big breaking points in getting involved in in music was when I was a teenager. 
I was in Youth World, which is the youth department of Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, Chris and Allison Barber were a couple of our youth leaders. They were not the youth pastor at the time, but they were one of the youth leaders. And um, Allison was over the music for the youth, and she came up to me when I was like 12, 13 years old and said, would you start leading worship? for youth world. And I was like, no, absolutely not. There's no way. Um, and, but they just kept pushing me because they saw something that I didn't and they believed in me. And so, um, I said, okay, I'll do it on one condition. Um, I want to play guitar while I lead worship because I don't know what to do with my hands. So that'll make me feel uh, a little more comfortable if I can play acoustic guitar because that's what I loved to do and, and still do. So, um, so yeah, that was when I started leading worship when I was 12, 13 years old, been singing my entire life. Um, I started writing songs when I was nine years old old, so have a very musical family. So I was blessed to be raised in a, a musical family that helped teach me a lot about music. And um, But I discovered my love for leading worship when I was about 13 years old. I'm now 30 and um, just I still love it to this day. Yeah, that's, you know, I, as I was listening to his story, I had a thought um, because I feel like my journey in music really started around the age of nine as well. And mm-hmm. it, it, um, it's just so interesting because that seems so young, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that God, He loves using kids. You know, mm-hmm. He loves starting to invest in kids and push us out of our comfort zone so early. Then that's so great. I feel like for me, I know it started earlier. This is a really fun fact. But when I was seven, um, we were, uh, my, my dad was an assistant pastor at a church in Georgia, and this is going to sound very dated, but I don't really know how to explain it, but we recorded, you know, our services on cassette tapes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there wasn't any special, no mixing, no light, you know, no yep. going in and post-production <laughs> thing. Uh, but I loved to sing, and about that time, our pastor would pick um, a service where he'd say, "Come, come sing a special," you know. And he'd let me come up and sing, and I had a collection of songs. And one day, my mom and I went over to the church, and we recorded me singing on a cassette tape. And so, technically, the first album that ever came out was when I was seven. <laughs> And it's the most country album you have ever heard in your entire life because my accent, my Southern accent was ridiculously strong. I mean, it comes out now and I'm there's probably people that really think I'm sounding Southern right now. But I'm telling you, if I could find that thing <laughs> and play it, nobody would believe me. Everybody would get a good laugh. It was, it was great. And it, it's cute. But really, my calling in this started about the age of nine. My dad took a church and there were five or six people in the church. They were all over the age of 60. And um, and this was a very new situation for me. Um, it was a quick goal of ours to invite as many friends as possible and have a really awesome Sunday school department, you know, that sort of thing. And I started bringing every kid on, in my neighborhood that would come with me. I'd just bring them. I would walk over and knock on their door and say, hey, come to Sunday school with me kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't long after that that my mom's my mom said, you need to learn how to play the piano. And she started teaching me chords. And she just threw me on a piano. And if she played on, like, Sunday mornings, then I would sing. And that's just kind of how we started building this church. We were just learning how to how to do music and how to do Sunday school and and that sort of thing and um, so I started singing that way and then my mom I can credit her a lot for just pushing me to be involved because I went to camp I was a true <laughs> this this sounds so funny but I was a true camp rat like I <laughs> loved camp more than anybody in the whole entire world I basically lived at the campgrounds for a few years I actually did. And, um, and that's not an exaggeration, but I got involved in camp music 
you know, if they're, if they had like a choir, I'd sing. And eventually it became, um, you know, Hey, we've got solos audition for this. And I would do that anytime there was that kind of, um, opportunity, my mom would really push me. She'd say, Hey, you need to go and audition. And it was so weird to me, but sometimes I actually would get the solo, you know? (laughs) And, um, a few years after that, in my teen years, I started praise singing at camp and it just kind of grew from there. And it's just been one of those things. I remember the day that God really spoke to me and called me to music ministry. He said, you, I want you in music ministry. I want you involved in music. And it's just been truly a journey where God has just opened door after door after door, even, you know, and more so in our marriage. It, it was not something that we went into our marriage thinking, I mean, we were music ministers in our church, but I don't know that, I mean, Nathan may have something different to say about this, but the day that he came to me and we started talking about recording an album, that was just a pipe dream to me. That was not something ever in a million years I thought that I would be doing. And, you know, he was a songwriter. He's so talented. And I, I just truly can't believe the journey that we've been on and how God has just, like I said, opened all of these doors. It's truly been amazing. It's so encouraging as a mom of little girls who love to sing. And I've said this on another of the episodes this season already, but I have two little girls that love to sing. They're six and two. And already I can see that love of music in them. And it's so easy, um, especially when you're wrapped up in these like early years of kids, to not be fully aware of the fact that you're raising people that are going to grow up to be adults with callings and giftings from God. You know, like we're in this, the thick, y'all are in there, you're right here with me, right? Like in the thick of this diaper changing and (laughs) who's sleeping through the night and who's not. And is somebody running a fever and like, you know, all these things all the time. But to have that perspective of like, no, this is a training ground for our children who are going to grow up and God has something for them to do. And whether that's music or something else, just being aware of that, even at this age, to start cultivating those things and to give them those opportunities. Like you said, like nine years old seems really young, but it made an impact. And it Absolutely. and it set you on a trajectory for the rest of your life to, to be in position to be ready for what God wanted you to do when you're older. I think that's just such a good reminder. Absolutely. I love too what you said about about feeling God call you to music ministry. We hear a lot about preachers being called or missionaries being called or, you know, um, different kinds of callings, but a call to music ministry, it's a unique thing that I, that I don't know that I hear a lot of people talk about, maybe because <laughs> the people that are doing music ministry aren't the one preaching the sermons about being called. <laughs> right, sure. right. Um, sure. But I would love to hear you both talk a little bit more about that. Like, how did you I guess what's the difference in being in being talented and being skilled and having the the education I guess to be uh involved in music and being actually called to do that. Sure. Yeah, I love I love that question because it truly is a calling that will sustain you. I mean, you can you can sing a solo or lead worship one time, but it's you have to reach back and and feel this call, and the word I like to use is the the anointing. Um, you have to have you have to be anointed of God to do so. And um, I do want to just say this, maybe to encourage somebody. I feel this that um, you can feel called to music ministry, and that doesn't mean that's the only thing you're called to. <laughs> and I think that's where. Right. I think that's where people get a little tripped up because they see people like, you know, we're so blessed to get to do this on platforms and people see like, oh man, that's like, that's like what they do. Right. And a lot of people only know us from our music. What they mm-hmm. don't see is that, that I'm a youth pastor. I teach youth yeah. class every Wednesday night. I'm, every Sunday morning, um, yeah. you know, every Sunday morning we have, uh, class. I teach two classes a week. Um, we're teaching, you know, we're not just out doing concerts. We're Mm -hmm. at the church at eight o'clock on Sunday mornings, two hours before Sunday school, you know, working with our incredible local praise team that's here, you know, and we do travel a lot. 
Um, but we are very faithful to those things. Those are things that are very important to us. So I just want to encourage somebody that's listening. If you get to know these guys, like, you know, all these great apostolic artists that are out there, Brittany Scott, you know, um, Frankie Taylor, James Wilson, Draylon Young, the list goes on and on. Eleni Young, they all are very much involved in ministry in many different capacities. And so a call to music ministry uh, is, is really just a call uh, to faithfulness. Just keep serving and being faithful in all avenues of your ministry. And then God will bless that and he'll begin to, you know, catapult you into things that you yeah. really, that we never could have imagined. And the difference in a call and a talent is that uh, talent won't sustain you. Like you, mm. you won't be able to be faithful just because you're talented. Mm. You're, you're going to have to reach back to a call and an anointing that says, God has called me to do this. And I'm, I'm going to do this even when when the crowd's big, when the crowd's low. It, it doesn't matter. I have a call on my life. When, <laughs> when the band's great, when the singers are great, when I'm working with, <laughs> with, with uh, the greatest team in North America or, or a team that's learning and trying to grow, no matter what the case is, it's going to be a call that you reach back to and say, God's called me to this and I'm going to be faithful to it. Yeah, and I definitely believe that it's— um you know, it's a different journey for everybody. You know, I, I was saying that I remember the moment that I knew God spoke to me and, you know, told me that music ministry was going to be a big part of my life. But not everybody that is involved in music ministry heavily has that same story. They had a God moment, you know, where they realized this was something God wanted them to do, but maybe it wasn't like a a spotlight moment. Like for me, it was literally like there was, it, I was at camp meeting and it was like there was nobody else in the room. It was me and the Lord. And it was such a, a crazy moment in my life, but not everybody has that story. You know, it's truly a, it's a journey. And I, I'm so thankful that sometimes it, it's a slower process. And this is kind of meant to, it's meant to be encouraging because sometimes we can feel like I love music and I'm involved. I, I, I can play, I can sing. And, um, you know, if, if somebody's listening and you feel like nobody notices and that's a ministry you want to be a, a part of, you know, that you just keep doing that because it's every, every area of serving the kingdom is a journey and it's a process. And if you know that's something the Lord has gifted you with and wants you to do, then you keep doing it. You keep just, you just keep doing it. You keep serving where there's a need. And then when, when God is ready, doors open. And I love when it's a slower process too, mm -hmm. because Nathan and I have talked about this so many times about how, you know, we don't, we don't want to be elevated quickly because then we could suffocate. You know, yeah. it's kind of like going to the moon. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a whole process. If you elevate too quickly, you can suffocate and, and lose sight of mm -hmm. where you're where you're going and what you're doing. Right. And it's such a beautiful thing to when you are talented and called and God decides to use that all together. Because, you know, there's a lot of musicians, a lot of singers that you don't even realize how great of musicians they are because the Lord has directed them into a spotlight of a different kind of ministry. You know, there's mm -hmm. amazing preachers that they're known for preaching, but they're also incredible piano players or guitar mm -hmm. players or singers, you know, and you may not even know that. God is just, He's just cool like that. He He works all around it and uses uses his, the giftings when He needs it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that because you can think about even, you know, listening to music. There's just something about someone who maybe doesn't have the same level of talent, but they have the anointing and they have the call of God to do it. And how much more impactful that um, person can be in in a, a worship service than, say, the person who has the most amazing talent, but that talent isn't submitted to God and that talent right. isn't you know, being channeled for the good of the kingdom instead of the, you know, the elevation of the person. Um, it's such a good, a good way to keep ourselves on track. Like, what, why am I doing this? 
That's so good. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that you you have a lot of stuff going on. So you, you've mentioned your youth ministry and teaching classes, leading music, recording music, working as a youth secretary for the district, which I know is a whole other part of your job. You also have a podcast, which is very good, noteworthy. People go check it out. Listen um, to Nathan's podcast. It's fantastic. How are you balancing all of this with your marriage and your kids and... Google Calendar. <laughs> well, well, once we figure it out, we'll let you know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, it really is a little, it's a little chaotic in this season. But, I, you know, Rachel was kidding, but we truly did. We, we sat down, was it two years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, early last. It was a couple. What's, what year are we in? I don't know what year. So it yeah, is. it was 20, 2020. <laughs> okay. Does anybody so, somewhere? We sat down and we looked at all of our responsibilities. We're, we're those people. We sit down at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We like to pray about goals that we have and things like that. And um, we said we've we've got to start a shared digital calendar. And so we did. Um, yeah. We started. You know, every time we got an invitation, we would put it in that calendar. Every every meeting, um, not kidding, there there was a note in our calendar yesterday that said, take the kids to see baby goats. <laughs> um, that yeah. was in our calendar. Um, kids were very excited. They got to see the cute little baby goat. And yeah. um, but and I know that sounds funny, but we really have gotten to a place in our lives where we are very busy. We wear a lot of different hats, <laughs> juggle yeah. a lot of different responsibilities, and we want to do them them all well. Yeah, I will say this, and Rachel will probably have something to say about this, but um, this is hard for us. I'm going to confess on the podcast here <laughs> that we do struggle with this, but we have had to learn the power of of what to say yes to and what to mm. say no to. Yeah. And that's hard for us because we want to do everything. We want to be everything for everyone and get to be at every event. And um, I mean, goodness, this year we're so busy and yet we've we've had to say no to some things like, no, we, we're not going to be able to be at that conference or maybe we can't do that concert because we have we have something, you know, the week before that. We can't be gone two weekends in a row. Yeah. We are on staff at a church, so we're never gone more than two Sundays a month. We try mm -hmm. to do mostly, you know, midweek events or not even midweek because, uh, you know, Wednesday nights are important to us because we have a great youth group and we have youth class every Wednesday night. So we do a ton of Thursday, Friday, Saturday events, honestly learning what to say no to. And we have found that just do that with honesty. Uh, mm, we yeah, don't prayer we, with prayer. Okay. We do. We, we pray, say, yeah. Lord, what do you want us to do this month? What's on what's on your agenda and what do you want us to be a part of? And we literally had to do that um, this morning. We had a conversation this morning. We said, Lord, we have uh, two things going on. We can't do both. Which one do you want us to do? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. just trying to be pr prayerful. We do keep a strict calendar yeah. to keep up with everything. And also we cover it in prayer and try to be spirit led yeah. in what we decide to do. And even on a super practical note, there are times that I do go into our calendar and I put do not book anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just make a note because I I, I think this is just part of a growth mindset of, you know, it's just learning how to balance everything because it's not, e it's not always easy. And this is something that I think we just can all, you know, we would all have this in common is we live in a culture that stays busy. You know, yeah. we, we can always be busy and, uh, whether it's, you know, your life is at home and you're, you know, you're a full-time stay-at-home mom, but your kids are involved in all these things and you're count, you know, you mm -hmm. can always be here and there and everywhere. <laughs> and I feel like last year I had just, I had to learn that as much as I want to be involved in everything, I had to come to grips with, I don't need to have a fear of missing out. Mm 
<laughs> you know, we need to be prayerful about everything that we do because sometimes we can be really tired and the Lord says, but I want you to do this anyway. Mm. And then sometimes it, like Nathan said, you, you've got something that Lord, do, which one do you want us to do? Do you want us to do this? Is this a good time? Um, because as far as traveling goes, we serve locally and we want to serve locally first. You know, this is our home church and these are our students and these are our, this is our family. You know, this is home base and we want to be, we want home to be a, a sanctuary, a safe place and we want connection here, you know, so we put that first. But there are definitely times as far as our, our home and our family, our marriage, our kids are concerned where I have to go in and put don't book anything or we have to be intentional about saying this is a week we're going on a vacation or this is a weekend that Nathan and I are mm-hmm. going on a trip, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of of priorities and um, and really having to come to reality with that, you know. Yeah, I love that. It's a it's such a it's a a mixed bag, I guess. You have to think about where your where your struggle is, where you're trying to take control, right? Whether it's that fear of missing out and so you're overscheduling yourself. And so you need to practice building in that margin so that you're well rested for the things God has for you to do. Um or if you're like you were saying, you you want to be in control of your own schedule and know what you're gonna do and sometimes letting that go and letting the Lord show you that he's got it. Absolutely. All good stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about the music that you guys have have uh, recorded and written as a married couple, talk to me a little bit about how that uh, partnership works. How do you balance um, who writes the songs, who sings which parts, how you go about the scheduling? Do you guys share in all of that? Does one of you take the lead in one area and another in another area? Sure. Yeah, those are all great questions. And and we love answering that. We We get that question a lot. It, it used to be common kind of within the apostolic movement. You saw a little bit more husband and wife doing what we do, but you don't see it as much anymore. And so we just feel very honored and privileged to get mm-hmm. to do this together, you know, to get to stand on platforms. Music related, we're almost like 99% of the time, we're getting to do that together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when it, and I'll throw this in real quick. This kind of ties in um, just really quick to the last question, but also with what Nathan is saying is, you know, we're really blessed too. And I, I know people kind of probably wonder about this too. We have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. We're super blessed that we have both of our families here mm. that are very supportive. Yeah, we, we couldn't do what we do without help because— you know, when you have small kids and then you're both standing on a platform, everybody's thinking, well, where are your kids? You know, yeah. <laughs> what did you do with them? You know, they're not taking care of themselves, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so um, so we're just very blessed to have that village around us yeah. um, with songwriting, um, scheduling. Uh, it, it sounds like I'm just being cliche. We really do almost all of it together. Now, early on in the process, I did all the song, the, all the lyric writing that was early on. Uh, and then Rachel would, uh, melodically come in and we would work through the songs. Um, okay. How do we want to do this as a duet or as a praise team? How do do we want to have three parts? Do we want it to be just the two of us, which is kind of a unique dynamic that we have. Um, and, but lately Rachel has been, uh, really flowing in the gift of, of songwriting. So she has been bringing songs to the table and then I have been kind of putting my spin on it. So that's been uh, a really exciting journey getting to write these songs together. We have, we have a song we're working on right now. And so we're just always Mm -hmm. have that fire uh, within us. We almost, almost every year, if you talk to us, there's some kind of song, there's an iron in the fire and, and people are working on it. And we're always trying to prepare for the next thing. Um, and we're prayerful about that. We don't record every song that we write. You Mm -hmm. know, we really say, what, what do you want us to get out there? Um, what, what do you want us to say? And that's an exciting thing. We get to do that together with, with scheduling. 
that's one of the harder parts of what we do because it starts with somebody will, you know, will reach out to Rachel or Rachel reach out to me. Then we clear it with each other and then we clear it through our pastor. So mm-hmm. it's, we're kind of tossing it around everywhere. And that's where we have to decide, you know, what can we do and what can't we do? But <laughs> musically, it's just very exciting to get to record together. And my favorite part of the process is once the song is written and even produced, we get to decide okay, how do we want to sing it? What verse do you want me to do? Mm. Rachel's going to do this verse. Okay, I'm going to sing this chorus lower, but then on the next chorus, Rachel's going to belt it. She's going to flip it, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be amazing. So and you, that's and usually exciting. it's whoever has the lead on that song, like whoever's whoever it started with, you know? We have a mutual respect of, okay, so this is a song God put in your heart. What's your vision of it? Mm. You know, and it isn't, I mean, I can share my suggestions and ideas if I immediately am like, yes, I'm all in. Like, I hear this and this and this. But we do try to be respectful of the vision and the burden there. And um, like this song that Nathan was just talking about, I did start it. And Nathan stayed out of it for a very long time. He never touched it. He never, he would ask me about it every now and then, but he never said or did anything to try to make it make the process go faster Mm. and then I knew this song needed to move forward and I was absolutely stuck and I knew it was a timing thing I was praying about it and I told him you know I take this and listen to it and if the Lord gives you direction on it then go with it and he did it one day he he took this song and I had a I was at work I got a voice memo on my messages and um and he had had just a god moment and he he was like i kind of changed it up a little bit tell me what you think of this you know it was truly incredible i mean when i was able to listen to it i just sat it was in my car and i just sat and cried and i was like i knew that in the lord's timing this would come about but you know it is important you know to respect that about about one another. He's another song that is in the works this year. We've, we've been sitting on these songs for over a year (laughs) and it's just now really getting the ball rolling on it. But, um, he's, he's got one in his heart that I haven't really touched. I had a couple of suggestions on, but when he's done with it, then he'll, you know, he, he would bring it to me and, and we'll talk about, you know, his vision and his heart, the way he feels about it. And then I, you know, I offer suggestions, but you know, it's one of those things where you take it or leave it, you know, mm-hmm. I love collaborating because we even, once we have a vision on it, uh, our, the producers that we use, we're, we we kind of put it in their hands and we're like, tell us what you think you can critique it. You can offer suggestions, you know, and we can decide if we like it or not, but it's a whole process. It truly is, <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's a lot of respect and, um, and, and being spirit led. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so good for lots of people in lots of different creative endeavors. Like whether you're with your spouse or with someone else, respecting other people's ability to hear from God and to for God to give them um, a vision for whatever project you're working on and to trust each other and to trust God to let it all come about in the right time. I think it takes some practice to get used to how to how to maneuver in that way, but it's also it's so good when it all comes together, like when you can collaborate and the ideas flow and the thing comes out better than it could have been if you were trying to do it on your own. Right, right. I've experienced that with, with writing, just words, no music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely, it's um, it gets your adrenaline going. Like you get excited whenever something starts to, to click. Yeah, and you know, you know, being artists that step onto platforms, you know, together, and this is something that, that I've learned is, you really do have to put each other first. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you go on, it, it's been really good f- for us because it allows us to, you know, every time we're, before we step out or we do a concert or a convention, whatever the case may be, an event, we're always checking on each other. Are, are you good? You know, how are you, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you, and so it's like having, um, you know, having your best friend there all the time to, to, yeah. to help, you know, comfort you through crazy moments. Like, you know, we've, 
we've stood on platforms that we, we, we literally look at each other and we're like, what in the world are we doing? Yeah. Here? Oh yeah. What, I, why are we in this room right now? And, right. and to have each other in those moments has been, been, been really special. And, uh, we're, we're very grateful. I wouldn't do well on my own that's for sure so we're very um grateful to get to do this together yeah there may have been a few times i froze up and couldn't remember lyrics and nathan is shouting them out to me <laughs> on a platform in the middle of a church service <laughs> he's had to do it in my in our church you know and um and i'll have to look at him and he can tell the look of panic and he's just kind of will mouth the words to me and and help me out you know it's a it's a whole thing but, <laughs> but we make it most yeah, of the time I think I struggle more than he does he's always comfortable he's just like super you know he's Mr. Cool and I'm like <laughs> you know all the time so it's just a personality <laughs> thing I'm sure we balance each other out it looks out <laughs> hey that's the way that's the way we're supposed to do right right absolutely so Rachel I want to hear you talk to me about um, the background of you will take care so I am very thankful for that song, You Will Take Care. And it was very much a, a God moment. I get emotional when I talk about it, so I'll try not to do that. But that song, when I look back, I, I just truly still can't believe it. Because it was a song that ministered specifically to me for a couple of months. And I didn't know... It wasn't a song, if that makes sense. So I was in a season of prayer, needing answers, needing comfort. You know, one of those seasons where you kind of feel like you're just stuck and you really need the Lord to speak confirmation into your life, you know, reminding me of of promises that, you know, that he'll keep his promises or that he will take care of us and that sort of thing. But I was driving down the road praying and, you know, that's kind of what we have to do sometimes as moms. We're praying when we're <laughs> driving down the road or when we're washing dishes or when we're folding laundry and it's just kind of how it goes, you know. Um, but I was really in a moment of needing the Lord to speak directly. I mean, I needed him to speak. And in that moment, he spoke in, in lyrics, and I had this song come to my heart that went, You will take care, you will always take care of me. And I, again, I, I apparently listen to songs and have a lot of God moments in my car, at, uh, but I pulled into our driveway and was, you know, thinking about that song and thanking the Lord for that moment because I felt such a comfort. But I went inside and I asked Nathan, who sang that song? Because it felt so familiar. It, it felt like a song that I had sang as a teenager, you know, like an old song that mm. I hadn't heard in years. And I was Googling it. I, I was looking on YouTube. I was looking on iTunes. And Nathan said, why don't you download, there's an app that you can download and you can sing part of a song and it'll tell you what the song is. So I did that and it, there were no results found and it was weird. And it was just like two months where I kept having that song in my head and in my heart, you know, and, uh, in January of last year. Yeah. Which was, this was such a crazy moment because, um, we were supposed to have a really big youth weekend that weekend and ended up having to basically not cancel, but postpone it for several months later at the last minute. But our friend Frankie Taylor was scheduled to lead worship. We went ahead and still brought him in. We just did a, a smaller scale thing instead of a district event that weekend. It became um, just our youth group, that sort of thing. And we had an extra day and Frankie was at our house and we, we, the three of us were drinking coffee in our living room and just talking. And that song just played in my head all week that week. And so I asked him, asked Frankie if he knew who sang that song. <laughs> I sang the, the hook for it. And he, he, he was real quiet for a minute. And then he got super excited. He's like, whoa, Rachel, that's, that's gotta be a song. That, that needs to be a song right now. And he ran over to the piano and, 
and he and Nathan are hilarious together. They're best buds and they are so funny together. And Frankie starts playing this, like he just starts singing lyrics and playing a melody of this song. And Nathan's like sitting upside down on a chair over there, like our world just rock. It was, it was like this crazy moment. And, was, and I was like sitting there like, what is happening right now? I mean, this is not, <laughs> this is not something that's ever happened where I was involved. I'm usually watching the process, you know, and they're like, okay, what next? And I'm like telling them. <laughs> it was so weird, you know, like, oh, I hear this bridge, you know. And what's beautiful about that was in that moment, I realized that that was songwriting wasn't a gift I thought I would ever have. Mm. I desired it. I wanted to be a songwriter, but I had just kind of accepted that that wasn't going to be who I am, you know, mm-hmm. that I'll sing and I'll, I can play, um, and I can add some insight to, but for the most part, I just, I had prayed about it for a long time. Like, Lord, give me songs. I tried and it just was a disaster and it just never worked out. And I, I felt so special in that moment because I felt like that wasn't a gift God had to give me. And it wasn't something that I had. It is just wasn't something I had to have. You know, I could survive the rest of my life and never write a song. That's okay. But God knows how to give good gifts to His children. And He knows the desires of our hearts. And sometimes in certain seasons, He wants you to grow a little bit and be pushed a little bit more. And that song was written in 15 minutes. It was, wow. you know, a two-month process, but 15 minutes, we were recording it and sending it to a producer and saying, hey, we want to record this. But it ended up, the timing of it was so perfect because that weekend, we also didn't know it was going to happen, but we had a tremendous tragedy that happened in our lives. And that song needed to be complete for mm. that moment. And it was just, even now when I listen to it, I I forget that other people hear it and it's mm. ministering to other people too because <laughs> I feel like it's ministered to me over and over and over. It still does. But it's been truly a, a blessing too that we were able to record it and other people have. Um, Nathan just got a message this week yeah. from somebody. Yeah, we, we get a lot of messages about, about that. Song. Yeah, that special. have said thank you for this reminder. It's, you know, it truly is a reminder. But man... I I love that story. That same kind of experience happened to my grandmother, that she was singing the song and singing the song and singing the song. And she and my mom were racking their brains trying to think of where they've heard it. And um, we've we've never been able to find it. (laughs) And so my mom, um, my mom sang it at her at her funeral service. Uh, just my mom with a microphone because there's there's no music for it anywhere. (laughs) God gave it to her and um so it's so cool to hear that the Lord just kind of, He still speaks, you know, and He still speaks to us through music. I, I think about how many amazing songs there are in the world and the fact that He still chooses to give us new ones and new ways of, of looking at the truth of His Word and new ways to sing it over ourselves. It's just, it's just truly a gift. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Such a gift. Music is powerful. That's oh, it is. So, so powerful. It's uh, one of those things, too, that gets me because I can't tell you how many times I have sat in my car and a song just ministered to me like right in that moment. Mm -hmm. So when when I get those calls, you know, hey, you know, your song like just ministered to me in such a way I can't even tell you what a blessing it was to me. We do not take those calls lightly. I'm always reading them to Rachel. She's reading them to me because because when you've been in that spot, when you've lived it, you know how powerful that moment is. So Mm -hmm. we consider it a a special gift that God would be so gracious to give us songs that could help people have those moments to draw them closer to Him. So we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you know, um, we're doing this whole season on apostolic music, and you guys have been able to collaborate with a lot of our apostolic artists and toured with some of them and all of those things. So I just want to get your perspective. What do you see? I feel like apostolic music is just exploding right now. What do you, what do you guys see as the future for apostolic music? Yeah, I mean, it really is 
going crazy right now. It's 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 bananas all that God is doing through apostolic music. I mean, millions of people being reached with the gospel through apostolic music. And so we love it. I think that one of the directions that the movement is going is touring. You're seeing apostolic artists uh, going on tour. You see people like Brittany Scott, you know, founder of the Battle Cry Tour and all these different artists. You know, this year's Rachel and I got to go on tour with with Brittany Scott and Court Chavis and Landry Cantrell and and all that that amazing team. You see guys like Frankie Taylor, you know, doing the United tour and James Wilson, Draylon Young, they're doing the the Outpour tour this year. So um, I think that is the next kind of big wave that's that's going to happen for apostolic music. And what you're seeing happen there is you're seeing us have an incredible move of God. We're really we're really having church. They mm-hmm. they call them concerts and. <laughs> And we do. We have fun. Like some of the songs are just straight up fun and they all glorify God. But sometimes we're just having a good time. And that's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But man, when by the time that concert is over every night, we just never knew what Jesus was going to do. I mean, people filled with the Holy Ghost, miracles, all this amazing things were happening. And um, I think that's a big part of the next wave, not just favor in music. But I think we're going to see favor on uh, on these apostolic concerts that are touring across across the world. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're in a really special season um, where we've seen this. It's like a, a, a rise up of like a call that's gone out to the people of God to write and publish songs, uh, yeah. books, yeah. blogs podcasts and and truth speaking podcasts and songs and you know there's a lot of um a lot of songs that are being written that are their scripture mm. you know and i love that i love seeing scripture go into a song and people are are singing the word you know yeah. um that that's so cool here you know here's a a thing that kind of I struggled with over the last two years, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one. This is just me being transparent, but was anxiety mm. that this, the, all the unknown, yeah, all the what's next, what's going to happen, what in the world is going on in the world, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, Lord, are you coming back? Are you, is it now? <laughs> and, and I would have this anxiety of, but I have so many friends and family members that, that still need to know you. They're not living for God, you know, and I believe that God is equipping us to be able to minister in a way that we're going to see, we are seeing it, masses of people coming back to God or coming to God for the first time. We are seeing this happen where God's spirit is being poured out in a tremendous way. It just is mind-blowing. I'm thankful for that. And that's kind of like a really deep answer to that question. But, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm thankful that we have things like all these, all the tours that are happening. You know, James Wilson has been touring and Frankie Taylor and Draylon Young were just touring and we were able to be a part of Battle Cry. Battle Cry has been happening last few years. And it it's going to be so cool when it's, it turns into a winter jam, you know, where it's <laughs> yes. arenas. Yes. Where that's that's the future of apostolic music is people, you know, that's how it, that's what it's gonna become. And because people are supportive of it, God is blessing it. You know, more than anything, it's not just it's not just people supporting these, you know, our our music going and buying our songs or streaming it a million times on Spotify, which is awesome. But God is blessing it yeah. and we're going to see it grow and we're going we're going to see man you got me all preachy now. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it. I can't I can't wait to hear it uh to to see it all happen like I believe you're right. I believe that you're right that it's it's just going to keep growing and um and that God is clearly in it and so it's going to be for his glory and not for any any one person or any 
you know, it's not for financial gain. It's not for, you know, getting your name out there, but it's for proclaiming the name of Jesus and, and the truth of his word. And I'm with you. I love the songs that are coming out that are just scripture, uh, scripture to music, um, because what better to have playing over ourselves, over our homes and our children and our churches than the word of God. Amen. Well, are there any things that I didn't ask you about music, songwriting, recording, ministry that you that you feel like you want to share that I haven't asked you yet? Man, I've I've loved this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Nathan? It's been amazing. I mean, I, I will say this just to encourage you, uh, friend, is I, I love what you're doing with with this podcast. And, you know, we're talking about about music a lot because we're musical artists, but Rachel hit on this that um, it's just creatives, really. You're you're seeing it happen with creatives, videographers, photographers, mm. podcasters, authors, right? You're seeing this, you know, of course, music and poetry. You're mm. seeing this this major mm. surge of creatives, and I believe what happened was you saw this great uprising with things like North American Youth Congress and and this boldness that has yeah. fallen upon this generation it's like we got this mindset that and we switched the we flipped the switch from you know somebody should do that to <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm going to do that and yeah. that's what happened you know yeah. hey there's not a podcast on this well somebody should start it no you should start it, right? Yep. <laughs> um, hey, nobody's, nobody's doing this genre of music. Somebody should do that. No, if you love it, you go do that genre of music. If you're a podcaster, you know, and you have a certain burden on your heart, then God has given you the the yeah. means to do it. We we don't have a lot of excuses anymore because yeah. technology mm-hmm. has made things attainable uh, for the everyday person to have a voice, to pick up pen and paper, to to grab their laptop, to mm-hmm. grab their guitar, to grab their podcasting mic and plug it in and, and let their voice be heard. And that's what we're seeing in these last days is people saying, hey, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what we're seeing. We love what you're doing. Yeah, and we, we believe in what you're doing. And mm-hmm. we're just honored to to be a little part of it today. I feel like it's been a beautiful thing to to see that we can enter into these seasons with giftings and have an understanding that humility can go with that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I guess I I want to I just want to say this to anyone that may feel like God is calling them and pushing them into a ministry and and you're serving but you're nervous because you you want you're humble, you know? Mm. That you can stay that way. You can grow in the things of God and still be humble. You know, one of the best pieces of advice that we've ever received is when someone compliments you, say thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, you know, sometimes it can be hard to take a compliment and it can be hard to talk about yourself because you don't want to glorify yourself. You don't want to bring the attention to you. But when you say thank you for people saying, wow, you're very talented. Wow, you really operated in the Holy Ghost today. And you say thank you. You are glorifying God by appreciating that God is using you, you know? Yeah. You, you can say thank you. Praise God. You know, all glory to God. That's that's beautiful. You can have that conversation in humility and and be used in tremendous ways. So I, I just want to kind of speak that voice of I want to be that voice of encouragement today. Well, I thank you guys for those comments and your and your kind words about the podcast. That is definitely uh, where the Lord got a hold of me was. <laughs> me saying, well, who's asking these questions? Who, who's, who's talking about these topics in the church and um, looking around and not, and not finding the answers. And then the Lord kind of shaking me a little bit and saying, Hey, <laughs> you're the one do it. Hey, uh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's good to hear some encouragement to know that, that I'm on the right track. So I appreciate you guys saying that. And brother Nathan, I, I love your podcast as well. Like I said, people should go check it out. 
Thank you. Where else can, where can people find you guys if they want to listen to your music, if they want to connect with you online, where would you send them? So yeah, there's um, a couple ways you can do that. We do have a website, um, nathanandrachel.org. Um, that's our music website where we sell our resources like chord charts and multi-tracks, things like that. You can find us on YouTube. Just type in Nathan and Rachel. One thing that always throws people off is our artist name is, <laughs> we don't have our last Nathan name on Rachel. there. So <laughs> sometimes people will, they'll go, well, I typed in Nathan and Rachel French on Spotify and I didn't see it, you know? <laughs> and so uh, we, on, on all of our artist platforms, we're, we're known as Nathan and Rachel. So some people that, that love our music, they don't know our last name. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, but we're on YouTube, Spotify, you know, iTunes, Apple music, all that good stuff. Just go type in Nathan and Rachel. It'll come up, um, on Instagram. We're at Nathan and Rachel music. We love to update that. And we probably check our Instagram more than anything just because we get so many messages from people that listen to the music and we love to connect with. And uh, for the podcast, you can follow at Podcast Noteworthy and uh, you can keep up with weekly episodes that are coming out. Uh, we talk about the music quite a bit on there. Rachel's a guest on it quite a few times. We mm-hmm. do a Christmas episode every year, have a lot of fun with that. So um, yeah, you can check us out on those uh, platforms. Yeah, people definitely should go do that. Well, we always wrap up the podcast with the same question. We are called Good Questions, so we like to ask every guest, what is a good question that you're asking yourself lately? Wow. Well, I I know you can kind of go serious or or lighthearted with this one. I'm going to go just a little serious because I thought about it today when I was praying about this. At our youth camps this year, I was thinking about some of the young men and women that are coming up and God's using them. They're like 15, 16 years old. And, you know, we're getting old. We're, you know, we're 30 now. So, oh, goodness. so right. So I'm 30. So we always tease around that we're old. We're really not. But to a 15 year old, to a yes. 15 year old, we're ancient. You know what I mean? So, so um, I, I guess that what I was thinking about when it comes to questions is we are leading the next generation of leaders. And so you see these 15 uh, 16-year-olds, well, this is what got me emotional. They're going to be our kids' youth secretaries and mm. youth presidents and music directors and youth pastors. So who we invest in today will invest in our kids tomorrow. Mm. Man, that just hit me hard today when I thought about that. Man, I, like, Lord, I, if, if it's a question, Lord, what am I doing? to invest in this generation because they're going to be the ones that are, that are teaching my kids youth class and, Mm. and leading them in worship. It, they're going to be, you know, one of these 15, 16 year olds is going to be our next youth president one day. And, and they're going to be leading up the Georgia district youth. And so, um, whatever we can do to invest in this next generation, uh, Lord, what can we do? And yeah. that's that's been my question that's been kind of burning in me lately. Rachel, what about you? You know, Nathan and I both lighthearted? tend to be... You want to do the dishwasher question? <laughs> if I'm washing dishes... Am I a dishwasher? Am I a dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Nathan is definitely... What's so funny is I can't believe he went the serious route because... He's much more lighthearted. I feel like I'm always serious. I'm not a funny person. Nathan is hilarious. I think she's funny. I have to work really hard to be funny, and I usually steal his material to be funny. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, I guess we're going to have to end both being (laughs) more serious because— Vacuum cleaner. That's okay. You know, I feel like my—that's a really good question—theme for this year. You know how people start the year off and they have— um, focus words or focus yeah. goals or that sort of thing. I had a focus question. Okay. And that was, what are my priorities? Mm. <laughs> and it really, I haven't shaken it. It's, it's stuck with me every week. I feel like I've constantly had to keep questioning, what are my priorities? What, am, what are my goals? 
what am I trying to accomplish here? And, you know, I went into the year making categories of just different areas of my life, like we talked about earlier in the podcast. But, you know, what are my goals as a mom? Because we kind of went into the year having to refocus and and some thinking. Our, our oldest is very strong-willed, very <laughs> I I don't know if there's a child more strong-willed than him. (laughs) And, you know, having to really think about what are our goals as parents? What's my goal as a a wife, you know, in in our ministry together, how to be supportive? And what are our goals and priorities when it comes to our church? And and like I said a few minutes ago, I, I care about so many people that you know, they're, they're friends of ours that don't know the Lord and we're working on that. You know, I want to teach them that I don't want to, I don't want life to pass and, and then wonder where was I and why was I not talking about important things? Like I want to be more bold and focused in my priorities. So, you know, that's a serious, more serious note, but that's definitely my good question. Or what are my priorities and where am I at when it comes to priorities? Yeah. Hey, I love I love the deep questions. They um they get my brain going too. So I love that. I love both of those. You guys, it's been such a blessing to talk to you. I've enjoyed this so much. Um, we're looking forward to getting to hopefully meet you guys on Battle Cry Tour this year and keep listening to your music and your and your podcast and just cheering on everything that you're doing. I really, really I'm so glad we were able to connect. Yes, that's, us too. That's so kind of you. We're so honored to get to be a part of the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, friends, so many great things to take away from this conversation. As Dave and I have prepared this episode for you, we've talked about the truths we heard from Nathan and Rachel about intentionality and practicing presence. I love Rachel's technique of putting down time on the calendar that is sacred and nothing can be scheduled there. And I love Nathan's encouragement to focus on being where we are right now, not always looking to the next thing on the list. Such a great and challenging thing to practice. I also loved the reminder that there is power in trusting God and trusting His process. Those things that we desire and seek, God knows them and if they are His will, They'll come about in His perfect timing, because if they came too soon, we would not be ready. So hard to remember sometimes, but absolutely vital lessons for us to learn. Now I want to hear from you. What did you take away from this conversation? Come find us on social media. Come tell us about it. We're on Instagram at Good Question Show, and I'm at Jessica Tanderup. That's Jessica T, as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also find us on Facebook by searching Good Question with Jessica Tanner at Podcast. Our email address is goodquestionshow at gmail.com to follow along with Team Tander up on our short-term missions adventure to Denmark coming up soon. We're at Tanderups for Denmark on Instagram. That's Tanderups with an S, the number four, Denmark, and also on Facebook as well. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media. It's produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tanderup, my co-producer, editor, and the man who keeps better track of all the projects going on around here in his brain than I do in my calendar is my husband, Dave Tanderup. Our audio engineer is Josh Powalczyk. Thanks again to Ricky and Jessica Simpson for their creative contributions this season. Ricky, you were right about Nathan and Rachel. They were a delight. That's it for this week. We'll be back here next Tuesday with another good question. See y'all then.